the Hog Call Podcast. Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chaz. This is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory, iTunes, Google Play, CNN, Stitcher, or wherever you'd like. We're on them all. Listen to the Hog Call live at ipatio.com. The only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page. Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just go hog. This will allow the Razorback fans to find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support us financially on our Patreon page. Even $1 will go a long way in updating our equipment or providing server space to our episodes. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Call and leave us a voicemail at 812-850-0110. Send an email to us at hogcallpodcast at gmail, and we'll be sure to get you on the next Hog Call Podcast. It's good to hit that match out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, pretty good, Chad. What's going on today? You know, not much, man. I'm pretty excited about how the uh, Razorback basketball program is going and, and just the, uh, the direction that uh, Razorback athletics are moving in uh, now that uh, football is over. I just, just couldn't be more excited about you know, the wins that Arkansas has grasped uh, last week and the way they've done it. It really feels to me, um, you know, slap me on the hands for saying this, but it almost feels like these scores and the way they're playing, I mean, it's a, it really harkens back to 1994, the way we're, we're pressing really hard, running up down the court, grabbing rebounds, nice passes, you know, uh, and, and, and sweet three shots and layups and I mean I know I just described basketball in a nutshell. It, it, it's the way that we're executing so well at such a young team. I'm really excited about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm fired up too. Um, we you know we scored more than ninety the last or three out of the last four games. And that, uh, just in this last exit. Scored a 121 against FIU and 98 on the road at Colorado State. He's pretty excited. There and FIU is supposed to be like the leading scorer in the nation, right? We just sit and watch this. Hold, hold my beer. Oh yeah, and I mean, in Colorado State was supposed to was supposed to say, oh yeah, we like kind of we like playing a faster pace too. And like, yeah, if you try to Arkansas wants you to. I, I like watching that. I, I wish we'd play every team. I wish every team would try to run with us. You know, because we're going to be better at them now. This team really shares the ball, and uh, you got last night. You know, Gaffer gets a double team, passes it down the middle for a cut. And I think Harris is one of the guards for a dunk. You know, and mm-hmm. sharing the ball, it's fine. And my big takeaway from the last two games too was, you know, this isn't just Gafford, man. They're spreading the ball around. I mean, uh, you know, it, you know, Isaiah Joe going off the way he did was amazing. Um, Bradford getting in there and doing what he's done. Um, it, it's just really, um, you know, it's really exciting that we have a lot of guns uh, to work with, it seems like. There's there's just a lot of weapons um, on this Razorback team. 
and um, you know whether it's you know whether it's Mason Jones, you know Jalen Harris. Um, I, I don't know why I keep calling uh, Bailey uh, Bradford, but I, I keep doing that. But Bailey is is uh, doing really good, and then and then uh, Hills is, is you know I think you know I'm on for me. He's somebody to watch. That is a scrappy guy. Now he seems like he's just making a come up, you know, every single game. And then, uh, you know, we've definitely seen Reggie Chaney come in and be able to relieve uh, Gafford without us having to miss a beat, you know? Yeah, and like you're talking about the bench, I know in just the last night's game against Colorado State, uh, uh, Seals, uh, and then Keyshawn Embry Simpson, too, and then Reggie Chaney. Now it's a little Chaney. At 19 minutes, and the other two guys, uh, Bills and Embry Simpson, they had 16 minutes each, so playing a lot from the bench and really contributing. I mean, mm-hmm. Bills went in there and uh, had eight points, two assists, you know, a couple threes, knocking down free throws. Chaney's getting mm-hmm. in there, you know, really efficient, five out of eight, uh, eight rebounds, 11 points, a couple blocks. So when that bench is playing, man, that's the difference. The last two games, uh, even with, I mean, it doesn't even. Not even taking the gap and scoring. He's not having to score thirty. You know, he's just been, you know, anywhere from twelve to twenty-three or so, and putting up a lot of points. Yeah, absolutely. And then they, uh, I can't even say his last name, but the Gabe kid, man, he he is really uh, doing a good job too, and he's getting a lot of time out there. And I think he's he's a fun player to watch, but he does get carried away sometimes. I feel like I feel like he kind of. I don't know. It seems yeah. like he loses control of his body. Oh, he, he does. starts kind of flailing around and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, he definitely so. does. Uh, <laughs> um, but he, I've never seen him. He had a, a nice drive and dunk last night, like kind of cross the or pump face the guy out on the three-point line and driven for the dunk. I was impressed just when we got on the run. Things were like when we're hitting him, everybody just – everybody gets that extra confidence, you know? It's like, hey, I can make it too and just – they're not yeah, standing around there making plays and, you know, a lot of assists. I mean, Jalen Harrison's been crazy good. And I think, you know, I'm not like watching them and I'm not going, and that's just one of the things in the past, Dark Stories, where it came, I'm not going, why are they shooting these threes when they're not making them? Yeah. I feel like when they're making them, they're shooting them. And then when they're not, they're going to other things. They're trying to drive to the basket. And you see them driving to the basket a lot. And, you know, I, I really like that mentality of driving to the back more than I do, throwing up a three-point shot, hoping it goes in. You know, that's just, I've always talked about that, how, you know, I would rather see somebody drive the basket, get two points, take a foul, you know, go go to the free throw line or something like that, than to shoot a, you know, three-point range shot and not make it and, and lose a rebound, you know. So, with us being able to, um, with us being able to shoot the ball, uh, the way we have is nice, but then also I feel like the players know when they're hot and when they're shooting mm-hmm. well, and they just start driving the basket when they're not. They're not like just continually passing and, and then shooting and then hoping it works out. Like they actually drive to the basket and make something happen, and that's that's what separates a good team from a great team because a good team will you know, pass the ball around and they'll keep trying to hit those outside shots and, and they and nobody will take the initiative to drive it, you know, to just take it and just drive it to the basket. 
But heck, man, I even seen Isaiah Joe drive the basket a couple times. Yeah, and he can even hit that. Uh, like he, he can take a couple dribbles and pull up about 15 foot and hit, hit a jumper too. You know, and mm-hmm. just wish he's such a pure shooter. But yeah, he can take it in. He's not just. And it's crazy to say. I mean, he's got more weapons than his shooting. When the Florida National game, he hit 10 out of 10 three pointers. I mean, that's they're shooting. They shot 52 percent in that game from 13 out of 25. That's really good from three point mm-hmm. And then 14 out of 28 on the road. With, uh, yeah. yeah, Colorado State was really on that weird court. It had to be weird. They still shot 50% three. So that was, like, what, second in school history, and I think he was only three three-point shots away from breaking the NCAA record, I think it's 13, um, in, a, in a single game. So, yeah, he might do impressive, it. Man. That's only his pretty sixth game. He, he's he's going to break the – he's going to probably go out of Arkansas with the three-point record. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, for – Ten three pointers is a lot. You know he can do it. Oh, yeah. And like you were uh, talking about, to open up the game against Colorado State, Colorado State they hit four four three pointers, I think, to or three or four three pointers to uh, open the game off. Then they missed one or two, and then they started uh, uh, doing something different. They're taking it whatever they're kind of giving it. That when Gafford, I mean, they're young double and really eyeing on him, so they were wide open three pointers, and kind of what they. Kind of went to something different, and then Gafford had some more touches than he was able to score. So, and the driving creates a lot. I mean, Eric, that's a lot of his assists are taking the ball in, kind of collapsing that defense, and he just kicks, kicks it out. And how about the behind the back pass? Uh, for the, for oh, yeah. Yeah, that was sweet. And the other thing I thought was sweet, like, I, I, I'm sure everybody else is like, oh, you know, of all the things you can pick out, Chad, but was that uh, three point rejection? I can't even remember who did it. Um, might have been, but, might have who been was Chaney. That? It might have been Chaney. I know. He, or been Bailey. Chaney, Chaney or yeah. Bailey, probably. It was either Bailey or Chaney. I can't remember who did it. Yeah, I mean, it was a three-point rejection. Then they got the ball back, and they tried to drive it down and score off of it. They didn't score off of the off of the drive, but just seeing them like, no, you're not going to – you're not just going to shoot threes on us, you know? They tried <laughs> to shoot it over him, and he just, uh, just, just jumped up and just was like, no. Uh-uh. I'm not shooting over us. <laughs> oh, no. You don't see that very often. You know, you don't see those rejections from, you know, from those long shots like that a lot. So, and, and that's really exciting. Yeah. I'm telling the athleticism more deep in our, uh, some of our players. And then, you know, a lot of times that's kind of like you're right there just contending there, contesting that three. You know, you're not just letting wide open three-pointers. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're going to hit them, it's because, I mean, that's, that's – <laughs> They're trying to get one up, but we're still going to contest it, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, so that's the nice when you block it. I mean, that's hard. What are they? They're getting it blocked down low from Gafford. And, and then in the international game, Bailey had four blocks and Gafford had four. And Chaney with his, Chaney's got about two, you know? He seems like he's always got a couple of games and a steal or two, but mm-hmm. playing some good defense inside and outside. Yeah, and I'll be honest, it did feel like we fell off a little bit in that Colorado State game. It's all right. We were having trouble getting going. Even though we stayed ahead most of the game, uh, you know, they had that little comeback there in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it felt like we were having trouble just, just like we could have just ran away with it. Yeah. Um, but we were just having trouble getting, I don't know, the vibe going or something. It was just like, I, you know, we were missing things. Like we were driving down uh, to the basket and then we would like pass it to somebody and not, not catch the pass. Just little things like that, you know. Um, those little things that you see 
uh, Arkansas have done in the past where it's just like, you know, it looks like the players are like, their bodies are out of control sometimes and stuff. But I give it to Coach. Excuse me. I'm going to give it to Coach Mike Anderson for taking them up to Colorado State. I'm sure he got them there a couple days earlier or something. They looked really good. They didn't get winded whatsoever at all. I mean, their conditioning has to be on point. Being in that high altitude like that and being able to uh, to play as well as they did, and it looked like I feel like um, the conditioning for Gafford has just gotten better and better. Like at the beginning of the year, he was he was sucking air. He he was having a hard time um, getting through that second half. But now, I mean, I felt like he just he just breathed through that Colorado State game, which is great. And at the high altitude, because that means. We're probably getting where we need to be conditioning-wise. Oh, yeah, especially because he saw him, you know, making that comeback in that game. So it's like, oh, man, he kind of think back, you know, uh, but, man, they're kind of wearing down, and then they just push through it to another gear. And, uh, and that's, again, like the bench just playing, man, and just coming up and just extending the laser or keeping it a lot. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I think Anderson said – or I, I think they can't flew in – uh, Tuesday morning. So Tuesday morning, played Wednesday night. You know, they had about two full days to get ready for the altitude. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, I know exactly. I don't know what our free throw stats were, but uh, just from a spectator's perspective, I feel like we were better as far as free throws go. Like we were hitting more than we were missing, which is what I always want to see uh, when it comes to free throws. So the, the free throws in both those games felt. Like it was improved. Now, what does the numbers say? Well, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. And well, sixty, they shot twenty-five to thirty-nine against FIU. Is about sixty-two percent. Uh, do better. And eight for fourteen. Didn't shoot a lot of free throws against Colorado State. Fifty-seven percent. But you know, Gaffer's only two points in the first half. For I mean, he made two free throws. So you know, he's, you know, he's got some confidence in it. Um, it's still not perfect, but I think I, I think. Uh, I think it's getting better. I think they're starting to get a little bit of momentum on the free throws and it not being a kind of a mental thing, you know, anymore. And the guards really knocking them down. It's usually just the big guys, you know. No, Gaffer missed a couple in Colorado and Chaney missed a couple pretty much. Mm-hmm. And Adriel Bailey just the forward. But then the rest of Mason Jones and Sills were perfect from the line. So. so, yeah. So, I mean, okay. So, obviously, not as big an improvement as I thought just watching the games. Um, you know, and it's definitely not where we were hoping they would get him. We said we'd love to see them get into like around the seventy percent range. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we still got some work to do there. But um, I think if we can improve that, that's going to help us a lot in SEC play. And that's crazy, you know. I said missed fifteen free throws against Florida National, so he scored one hundred twenty-one points. So, so you, <laughs> not, he had seventy-five percent of those. You scored one hundred thirty something. Wow, you know. Pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, I thought it seems like well, that's, 20, it, I mean. that's 25 more points. So that would be 146 points. Think about that if we hit all of our free throws. Well, I mean, just the just the 15 the 10. So it would have been 136 if they hit all of them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But uh, I, I, I still thought it was approved, but maybe not. There's a lot of things. The thing is, with the team, they've got, they've got more than just you know, one weapon. They've got several different weapons, so you feel like if something's not going right that game or, or just for a few minutes, you know, the next guy picks it up for the next style going inside to just letting, you know, Gafford 
get every shot, you know, six straight mm-hmm. shots, you know, and hit most of them, or you're hitting out on three pointers, or you're driving it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, if Razorback fans aren't excited about this basketball team, I don't know what to tell these guys. So this basketball team, I feel like there's something special this year. Yeah. And, I mean, and we never. Uh, we, we, sorry, Chad. I was gonna say. Uh, I remember hearing. We talked about the basketball preview. You know, me and you both picked and put it into the tournament. Not a whole lot of people were. So I know there's some uh, uh, other media outlets or maybe podcasts or people that do radio shows that were kind of thinking this team was going to be very good this year. We're barely sneaking in the NIT. This team's showing it's good, man. I mean, and the Anderson oh, yeah. teams always get better at the end of the year. They're looking this good. So, I mean, you know, Colorado State's not the best team. It's still going on the road in different altitude and playing on a weird court. Just a young team, first true road game, and he came out and just, you know. How weird was that court, too, man? <laughs> Golly, that thing was hard to watch the game with that little squiggly thing in the, mm-hmm. well, I mean, what is that, like a conch shell or something they got out there? That's really I guess it's strange. closer, yeah. Closer resemble the Rams, you know. Horns? Horns, stuff, yeah. I don't like it like a Rams horn, man. It looks like a distraction <laughs> on the court is what it looks like to me. It's like having a blue football field. Yeah. You know, well, so. we weren't bothered by it, so that's why it's even more impressive to win by you know twenty four and just mm-hmm. you know, have you have you know just do have your way with some of these teams you know control the pace and everything and out rebound oh. the last couple games like we out rebounded Colorado State by fourteen and rebounded FIU by seven you know yeah the rebound is really important and you know a lot I think that. Rebounding is just as important as, like, hitting your shots in a lot of cases. Because if you're snatching those rebounds, you're taking the, the opportunity for the other team away to put points on the board. And you're giving yourself the extra opportunity to put points on the board. So rebounds are really, really important um, aspect of the game. Yeah, I mean, especially because you really don't want uh, uh, that other team to get the second chance. That's about the most frustrating, you know, points for basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely advertise for anything like that. 
Yeah, he can do beer in the podcast. That's all uh-huh. over it. That's just fill that fridge up with it. Yeah, get Oliver for him. I'll say, yeah, I'll take a picture of it while I'm drinking and watching the game, you know. I'm sneaking into the arenas and stadiums and stuff. It's just all over advertisements everywhere. Yeah, put up on Twitter and mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. So, I guess, where do we go from here, Jim? Like, what the, uh, well, I don't know. Um, this game is, so we're, we're six and one right now. Um, should be seven and nine. Should be seven and nine. And the farther it gets along, the more, you know, pissed off we are about losing in Texas. And I thought, like, well, you know, it's okay. Like, now you're like, we should have beat them. I, there's, I think we play that game today. We, we, we beat them by 15 or 20. Oh, uh, I think that was, I mean, that was this young team's, uh, first game together. And, uh, mm-hmm. usually, I mean, I guess that's what sometimes you want to start off playing. Like, we would start off playing UC Davis or a little warm-up game, but no, we went right into the fire, but should have won it. Uh, I, I wish we'd get a rematch with them or, uh, just keep winning. So, at least have a better season in Texas. Yeah, and I mean, in basketball, though, I mean, you, you're going to lose a couple 95% of oh, yeah. the You know, I mean, oh, even the great, great teams, you know, can afford a loss. And nobody's going to be like, oh, you lost that one, you know, back to the beginning of the Oh, no. I mean, there's so many games. It's like, it's it's okay. Like, it's not like football where if you don't go undefeated, you're not going to play in a national championship unless you're UCF and you still don't play it. That's here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, even that game was that, you know, in El Paso, Texas, you know, so the guys stationed over there, you know, there's a higher majority of Texas Longhorn fans out there. So it was kind of a little away game, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, seven, definitely. You know, if they play at, like, Fort Champion, Fort Smith or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm mad about that loss, but I think we just got to keep, keep adding them up, keep stacking the window. Uh, just got to keep uh, – I really, I liked how we played on the road last round. I, mean, I feel pretty good. We got five straight home games, one of them in Little Rock next weekend before we start off SEC play at, at Texas A&M. So, got a lot of home opportunities just to get these wins, uh, you know, get the number jacked up. Yeah, and that's, you know, I think that, I think that, uh, you know, we just need to keep winning. Like we said, we said, we should be able to go through um, SEC or, or this non-conference these first few games and not lose until we got to um, SEC play. Yeah. And we even said we might lose to Texas, but we think we'll win the rest of these games. Yeah. And, that, I, mean, we're, I mean, we're hitting the metal right on the head with that. I mean, I just hope to not slip up and drop one that we should definitely win. But I don't feel like these—I don't feel like these guys are. I feel like these guys, the way they play, they're just a special team. Um, they got so much heart. They want it so bad. You can tell. Um, you can tell it. They—they're mm-hmm. taking it personally. That um, you know everybody's kind of been down on them for being a young team and so on and so forth. And the announcers. But tried to come out a few times in these games and be like, oh, you know, Arkansas is so young, and this, that, and other. Dogging us pretty hard. 
in the beginning of the game. Even Colorado mm-hmm. State, they're talking about, oh, no, that football team came up here and got it handed to them. <laughs> like the basketball team's going to get handed to them, too. Like, yeah. kind of quite the two in uh-huh. which is just so silly. And, you know, we proved them wrong so much while they were announcing the game, they had to go back and renege during their during the game, like towards the end, and be like, this is a good team. You know, well, yeah. like, I don't know what we were saying at the beginning of this. You know, it's like, how are they picked tenth in the SEC? Well, that's crazy. <laughs> but you know, I mean, that Anderson Leckard keeps, uh, you know, uh, keeps fin- he finishes above his conference finish. He, uh, mm-hmm. think the teams play better. I mean, Rich, that's how Rich, no Rich and teams. Well, they had a chip on their shoulder, you know. Uh, yeah. You gotta have that just like ain't respecting us, you know. A lot of these hey, guys, are, you're not going to get any respect at the University of Arkansas. No. Even though you're a big school, even though you got big time donors, even though you got big time money, you got the best facilities, you got the best athletic trainers, you can recruit the best players. You, they still act like your small school here, you know, like your, you know, Austin TV or something. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's just not the case, you know. And and you just you don't get respect. I and mean, it's kind of like Rodney Dangerfield. We get no respect, jokes. <laughs> We don't. Uh-huh. We never have in football, basketball, anything. And what people have to remember, too, is when they brought us into the SEC, they didn't bring us in the SEC to compete football. They brought us in the SEC to compete against Kentucky in basketball. And we've done that pretty steady since we've been in SEC, except for, you know, the culprit years. So. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, like you said, they brought us in to compete basketball. The SEC is better in, in basketball when Arkansas is good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just the whole, like, just because we have a lot of good history and it just, our fans are, you know, we're, us can, I mean, uh, you know, Kentucky, that's all they, they, uh, live in for is basketball, but all fans, you know, they love football most of all, but man, are they, we're some big basketball fans. That's why we have that 20,000 seat arena, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doubling up on a lot of the other, uh, guys and, uh, so it's, it's a lot better when Arkansas is good. I think Kansas kind of got a consistent program. Right yeah, I'll just be happy when we play Kentucky twice a year. You know, I think yeah. that's that's like we should be doing that already. But you know, I think that'll I think it's going to come. Yeah, I think they'll make that change. Yeah, they need to do that. It's missing out for us or for them not to come here because it's a sellout every time mm-hmm. uh, here. You know what I mean? So that's like guaranteed. Yeah. They probably you know. And they probably sell out, like, you know, some other arenas, but they're only, like, half our size, so it's just better. It looks better on TV. We play – what a game. That's, that's about the fourth from last game late February. We play at Kentucky this year. Man, on, on ESPN, so that's going to be a good matchup. We got some – I'm excited for this season. Yeah, me too, very much so. So, what did uh, – what did uh, the my bookie have anything on the uh, Western Kentucky – um, no, they, they don't release um, uh Vegas really don't have any lines for college basketball until like the day, maybe the night before. Oh, really? Game, so we're kind of two days away. Yeah, I've been having trouble finding them right up there at the last minute. So, well, I mean, what we'll try to do is maybe we'll try to throw the line up when we see it on Twitter and on yeah. uh, Facebook. And uh, we'll give you a little link to my bookie when we do that. That way you can go and just promo code hog call. Uh, if you want to make any bets at all this week on uh, basketball, and that'll, that's going to help you out. That's going to give you 50% for what you deposit. So if you deposit 
hundred dollars, you get two hundred. That's all the way up to a thousand. So if you deposit a thousand, you can get a thousand added to your account. So you can have two thousand dollars to play with. And you don't have to put that money in, but whatever you put in, they're going to match you that amount if you use promo code on call. So uh, that's what we'll do. Uh, we'll tweet that out. Hey, we'll put a link to uh, to my bookie with the promo code up for you. Um, and uh, I'll put it on Facebook too. Yeah, I think I heard after the fact that I think the last two games, you know, I think we we're like 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 ten or twelve points of favorites over FIU to be in the thirty, and Colorado State were like six or eight, I think. But, but mm-hmm. somebody heard today say they only beat them by twenty four, so pretty good bet right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, so if you won your money right there, you know. I imagine Western Kentucky. I don't know what that'll be, but I'm sure we'll be favored, but. Right, yeah, I think not by now. So, yeah. Well, what kind of team were we looking at with the Western? All right. Uh, so they're, I guess they're uh, four and four right now. Uh, lost at Washington, beat UT Martin, beat Valparaiso, beat number thirteen or then number thirteen West Virginia, then they lost to UCF, Indiana State, beat Tennessee State, and just lost last night at Missouri State by six. So, uh, you know, just uh, well, they're all over the place. Yeah, they're four and four. Uh, haven't won it. They're only three on the road. Uh, they are kind of all over the place. Uh, supposed to compete, you know, in the uh, conference USA that they're in pretty well. And that's because this is a team that won 27 games last year. You have them in the NIT. So, uh, Coach Frederick's been very used to this. They coach. We play them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they've got good players, though. I know uh, Jay Hollingsworth, or Fabian Hollingsworth, I'm sorry. Uh, who was he? 6'2", 165. Yeah, he's their leading scorer with 17 points a game. Um, 16 steals only a year, so really get after it on defense. Four rebounds. Um, uh, 43% three-point shooter. So that's their main scorer, Hollingsworth. And they got Jared Savage, 14 points a game. And Charles Bassey. Who uh, Gafford's going to match up with? Uh, he's a bigger center. I think he's a big, big-time recruit coming out. I'm not sure exactly why he's there, but uh, their coach Stansberry's always had some kind of uh, crazy recruiting tactics, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to find out. Oh, he's uh, Charles Lassie, 6'11", 245, originally from Nigeria, but he's a big old boy, uh, 13.8 points. About ten rebounds a game, nineteen blocks on the year, so he's, mm. he's going to be a big matchup with uh, uh, Gafford in this game Saturday. Oh yeah, well that's going to really test Gafford uh, going up against somebody that 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 that's that size. Oh yeah, because that's going to. I mean, that, he should have a little size on Gafford. It sounds like. And looking at the game when they beat West Virginia, that bastard kid, he. He had 15 rebounds, 13 points, and he hit seven out of eight free throws. So, man, he's a big old boy, but if he can hit seven out of eight free throws, Gafford can too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, but, uh, so, kind of like that Colorado State cat, he was uh, Carvacho, Nico Carvacho. He tried to come, I mean, he was, he fouled out. He was really trying to compete with Gafford. But mm-hmm. uh, Gafford just overmatched him. Yeah, just took his man handled it. Yeah. You know, and I think the, 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 I guess uh, takeaway when you're looking at it, like, I, like you said, it's winning that West Virginia game is scary because that shows they can, you know, beat a good school. Um, and you got to be careful when you're going up against a team like that. Um, that that could be, a, you know, that 
has had an upset that can beat a good school. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I mean, what, let's see what, let's look at what West Virginia's done here. I and mean, that's what I'm kind of interested in. You know, they just get yeah. beat by Florida. Uh, I guess they beat Youngstown. Uh, they beat Ryder, who that is. Lesbro. I thought that was like a oil or something. All right, uh, St. Joseph. Uh, and then they got beat by Western Kentucky, uh, Mammoth University, and the 17th team in the nation, Buffalo, beat them 99-94. So they played Buffalo really well. Um, so it looks like, yeah, I mean, you got to say, it looks like, you know, Florida, that was a 56-66 game, so that wasn't too bad. It was kind of close. So it looks like West Virginia's got a decent team. So it looks like they really did beat a decent team when they beat West Virginia. So that's somebody we definitely need to be um, we need to be ready for, you know. We don't want to slip up and get a loss to Western. That's a tough situation. Oh, no, we, we can't afford it. I mean, these these aren't just tough, you know, 15 teams for us to beat, but we can't – it would be a lot worse to lose to any of these teams coming up for us to be played in, you know, just make mm-hmm. sure we take care of business. That's pretty much what I think these kind of last games before conference is just taking care of business and getting up to, uh, you know, that 11-1. and one. For 6-1, that would be 11-1 and one right before uh, going to college mm-hmm. station. Um, and what's, what's important about this game, too, is it's going to show you – um, because being Western Kentucky has beaten those better teams, it's going to show us, you know, a preview of what uh, SEC play might look like, what the, what playing these tougher schools might look like, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Western Kentucky, because they're not – they've played some good teams. I mean, going at Washington, uh, Washington's pretty good this year. I know they just lost the number one in the earth. Barely beat Kerry, barely lost to Gonzaga. No one Gonzaga about two points last night. So they're pretty good. And they went, mm-hmm. they've been on the road a few times. So, uh, they'll compete. And it's kind of, I mean, there's some teams in the SEC that, uh, like South Carolina and Alabama and Ole Miss and it's lost to not very good teams. So, I mean, they're still, you know, they're, they're going to be real competitive on Saturday. You're going to get a real good effort. I mean, you're going to get a full mm-hmm. effort from Western Kentucky, even as opposed to a half effort, you know, from later on in the conference, so it's going to be a good test. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that even Western Kentucky is probably, I would say, going to be a tougher uh, a tougher win than uh, the Georgia Tech uh, game. What do you think? Do you think that coming up Georgia Tech is going to be a tougher team than Western Kentucky, or do you think they're about on par? I think they may be on par. Uh, let's kind of look at you know, I know that's I know, I know they got. I know they they're not. Uh, you know, we're not playing them yet or whatnot. But I was just kind of. Well, that's the big. That's the serious as to your thoughts on I mean, it. My yeah. my problem is ESPN three is just failing me pretty hard on our opponents. Um, it's been hard for me to find the opponents. Now, all the Arkansas games are on ESPN three. Um, if something anybody wants to know, like, hey, I can't check these games out or having a hard time or whatever. All you gotta do. Go to ESPN three, you know, sign on your computer, whatever, however you access it, you know, with your, you know, PlayStation View or Fire Stick or whatever you got. Go to ESPN three, and you can watch the replays of, of all these games. Oh yeah, uh, 
I think West Kentucky's honestly playing a little better schedule than Washington. Or George Tech hasn't really been anybody yet. Um, mm-hmm. But they are an ACC opponent, so that's, that's a it's usually uh, a tougher school. I mean, you I mean know. that's tough. That's one of the best conferences, but but we should we should we should be able to beat them too, especially at home. Um, but it's still kind of a game that are still going to be tough. But I think we just overmatch them. I mean, it could be where we. They kind of play tough for a little bit, but we still end up winning. I mean, we've been wearing teams out since the end. I mean, nobody's made a run at the end of games. Mm-hmm. Even, even at Texas, I mean, we came from behind in that one, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, that's going to be that's going to be those things where, um, you know, it's exciting. Are you going to be, are you going to be going to, to any of these? Do you have plans to to uh, to be at any of these games? Or I'll be at least. At, I won't be at the Little Rock game, the uh, UT San Antonio uh, next Saturday. But I definitely want to go to Georgia Tech and probably want to go to Western Kentucky. Uh, I know there's some uh, snow and snow and ice in the forecast on uh, Friday. Always Saturday. Best whenever you kind of trudge your way over there through the snow and ice and everything, slipping and sliding. I miss those oh, times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, probably won't be a huge crowd, but I can just sneak down low, you know. So, oh, yeah. But should be some hot. I love this time of year when it's cold outside and basketball, you know, in the warm marina. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love the game. And we usually win. I mean, there's a real home field advantage uh, in basketball. So, you win most of the time you go. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. You do. And, uh, you know, the thing about, the thing about us is we've been playing good away and at home this year. And that's one of the things that the Razorbacks have always had a hard time and struggled in away games. So it's nice to see this young squad not phased by these away games. They're playing away games just like they play the home games. They're coming there to play and, and they're doing a good job with it. I guess the, the exception, I guess, could be the Texas game. You know, and of course I could say that was the way game. We didn't play as good in that game, but this team just feels like, they just feel like they're not, they don't, they don't feel like they're scared. They feel like they're own, like 95% of the time. Like when they walk out there to play, they're ready to go. Like they're not shaken by these crowds and the, the opposing teams and, and stuff. So they, I feel like this team feels like they don't care. They're in the zone and they're ready to play some ball. Yeah, oh yeah, and that's uh you tell him like after when he dunks the ball, especially those one handers, I mean he's like gets up there and flexes and and they we seem like we've been hanging on the rim a little bit more, showing some attitude. But the confidence oh, excuse me, <coughs> the confidence is pretty high right now. Uh, mm-hmm. it's fun to see and they seem like they play hard the entire game. Like there's not just a let up. Even on the like the, the run calls they went on it, I mean it just happens so quick, but besides that, I mean Yeah, and finally, finally, you're, very scrappy. Yeah, and like you're saying, we, we were playing really scrappy and, and kind of hanging on the rim a little bit. I remember where Bailey kind of slammed it there, and he hung on the rim just a little mm-hmm. bit too long. I think it was kept Colorado State, and uh, the referees kind of gave him a little sh- finger shake, you know, like, don't be doing oh, yeah. that again. We're going to have to talk <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think even that was the boy that come down on somebody's no. back and hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, like, I think you really to get to, to get a whistle on you for that or a take it or anything. I think you really got to like, 
It's not just like an extra like pull on it, man. I mean, come on, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Refs just man, they can't do that. Like and the whole point of that, the whole point of that rule was shock kill a deal from ripping the, yeah. you know, <laughs> ripping the thing down. You know what I mean? So you don't uh-huh. do that. Uh, they don't, nobody has that natural strength to uh, do that. Uh, or that weight. Or they even, we're probably even better these days. Uh, or the weight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a big old one, man. I think good. Oh, Lord. I guess we have Oliver Miller when we had to play him. What we did. Oh, we did. Goodness gracious. The only, only players shut down shit. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was daydreaming about Big O, man. I'm no, that's fine. I, I, Big O was great, but man, uh, I said, 34 points in that fight. You got <laughs> You got to mention it again. Yeah, it was amazing. Good Lord. I mean, just on, man. I mean, not even he didn't. Like oh, you think 34 points? You think, man? He he had Jack up by 25 shots. He was 11 out of 14. I mean, just efficient. 10 out of 13 on three. I mean, it's just like, you don't, you know, he went cold there mm-hmm. for a little bit in a couple of games or just kind of, but. Uh, yeah, he, he did. Still he games where he was having some, a, a tough time. He was struggling. And um, I remember the announcers like, look for Isaiah Joda. You know, hit a couple of shots. He's been kind of off lately to look for him to make a little comeback. And then it was like, here's your little comeback. Yeah, this bursts <laughs> out and then, you know. Had another four, you know, against look good against Colorado State, but man, it's, that's, that's I love those high scoring efforts, man. Because it's just like, man, it's hot. That when somebody's hot, man, it's just fun watching them. And he just has such a pure uh, shooting stroke that even when he's cold, like you see why he's shooting it though, because you know he can do it now, especially when mm-hmm. he's at ten. You know that's why he's shooting. He's gonna he's gonna catch getting that rhythm sooner or later. Mm-hmm. No, so, I agree. Yeah. I hope he scores. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's just, it's six games, you know. He's only played seven games, so that, he's going to have the 40, hopefully 50-point games. They spread the ball around a little bit, maybe too much, but <laughs> maybe 40. So, should we do a prediction, or? Yeah, sure. I wasn't sure if you were ready, though. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, you want me to go, or? Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to say uh, Arkansas 95, Western Kentucky 85. I, I think they're going to hang in there with us, but I bet we can we can be tearing up on them, you know? Okay. I'm going to go 96, uh, 83. Good. Well, that's really close. I don't know why I played that. You just, you just shouted out. That's the prediction. <laughs> I think uh, those are excellent predictions, though, because – I just, you just, you look at their, you know, you look at West Kentucky's average, and that's going to be uh, a pretty, maybe a little bit above what they would average out if you averaged out all their games. And then you think about, you know, they have the big guy down low, so that's going to be a little bit of a, a, a struggle for uh, us to deal with, with, uh, with that. And, and then, you know, we just got to, uh, we just got to we just got to get out there and out play them. You know we can't expect for you know Isaiah Joe to be that hot every single time. So we're gonna have to get some bench production and so on and so forth. And I have a feeling that you're gonna see us wear them down 
with our seed, and they're not going to be able to keep up with that. I think that's what's going to be the winner for us is the seed. But I think Gafford's going to have – I look for Gafford not to be the leading scorer in this game. I look for somebody else to be the leading scorer in this game. Maybe it would be a good uh, good chance for Bailey to step up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like it. It's kind of a kind of fun game or kind of what on each of these games to see who else is going to step up and uh, have a big game. You know Gafford's going to get hit. You know, besides that, it's mm-hmm. going to be the – uh, one day, you know, one game Mason Jones will have this uh, second highest or Bailey had a that's had some big games. I mean he's fourth, you know, on the team in points, eleven a game. Uh, and Jalen Harris is always knocking on the door like he's right behind all the leaders like just like like he's just waiting for him to get hot, you know? Yeah. And it's man, that's looking at the season stats, I mean he's got fifty one assists, only nine turnovers. I mean that's been he's been kind of somebody we really want to see uh, uh, kind of a real, a true point guard that pass first, you know. He'll take mm-hmm. a shot and he can drive it in. I mean, he's shown he can dunk. Um, he really only takes the three if he's really wide open, um, knocks down his free throws. So he's been one of my favorite guys to watch. I mean, just uh, he's just uh, big, one of the big reasons uh, this team looks good so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, kind of. One thing also notice was they haven't changed the starting lineup. So, I mean, that's uh, uh, kind of just a consistency. And I don't know if it'll change all year with Gafford, Joe, Jones, Bailey, and Harris starting. I mean, that's a solid five. And you got that bench of Simpson, Chaney, Seals, Osaboyan. Now they've been putting in Jordan Phillips more. That's yeah, where that bench out. Yeah, our bench should be a, a starting lineup at a uh, small college. Oh, yeah. Easy. You know, the Hills is just I know Desi Hills, he he's he's something. I don't know. But for I don't know, I keep mentioning him, but just watch. He's gonna break out. He's just he's just knocking on the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. But he's almost as good as, as Jalen Harris if you look at their numbers. I mean they're pretty close. Oh yeah, and he's I mean he's got five steals. I mean he's he's really shooting I mean he's about make about this percent of the shots, real good at threes too. But mm-hmm. he's a he's just a scrappy guy, you know. He just plays hard and sets kind of on defense, especially even just shutting the guys down. I mean, it's been uh, mm-hmm. the only reason a lot of these teams are even like our State, even seventy four and FIU scored. You know, they scored eighty nine, but that's just because we're getting up so many shots. Uh, our defensive efficiency has to be pretty high because it seems like I mean they're only shooting. They're not shooting that great. You know, Colorado's push up 38%, FIU 37. So. And I think something else that we haven't mentioned yet that I've, I've noticed that, that uh, I should have probably already mentioned this before is how physical we've played. I mean, we're playing a very physical game. Um, you know, it's causing us to get some fouls uh, here and there, getting some foul trouble here and there, even especially Gafford getting in a little bit of foul trouble. But I like that, you know. Um I like it whenever the other team is like, you know, I hope I don't get, you know, hope they don't come over here and elbow me or hope I don't get, you know what I mean? Hope I don't take a hand to the face shooting this three. I like that. Oh, yeah, we're going after it. They don't, I don't, we get a lot of fouls, but you don't see them making like and ones, like getting the basket and then getting the Mm -hmm. free throw. Like if it's inside, we're going, I mean, a lot of times we're getting that ball too or, I mean, make it where they're not getting shot. You know, close and exactly. I like. I mean, hey, they're gonna call some fouls, but I mean, you can't. You want to? We need. It's fun. It's hurt. 
it works out though. Playing the physical defense, watch well, mm-hmm. a couple outs. You know, I mean, I, I think they call all the tack ones, especially like if you know, they don't have anything on play. But we're gonna play through that. And just keep mm-hmm. keep playing pressure defense. You know? Oh yeah, no, that's totally and kind of like just because they think about it too when they're like, oh man, they're coming in. You got those guys who block my shot, or they're gonna make me, uh, uh, you know, pay for it. Uh, well, you think about those ticky tack games. You think back. I think it was our list in Texas game that was like a rest. We were just like let them play. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. But yeah, like I said, you know, I, I agree with you 100. percent I would rather see a physical game where we're getting some some fouls. We're even getting in foul trouble. I don't mind that at all, as long as uh, the fouls are. You know, as long as they count for something. I oh yeah, yeah. You know, if that makes sense, you know, you don't not, don't just be fouling on like a reach around or something like that. Like, come down on them, you know. Yeah, how hard? <laughs> no, oh yeah, me. exactly. If I shouldn't say that, that's probably dirty playing or whatever, you know. But maybe that's the football coming out in me. But I think yeah. I think it's just they just like playing that way and uh, kind of chip on their shoulder. And, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they just gotta keep that attitude up. I mean, they're you know, they, uh, I don't know. It's been fun to see. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't want to take them on right now if I was somebody. I think we're, we're looking good. I agree. I wouldn't want to drive down to a basket. I'll tell you that on that thing. Yeah. I mean, if you got, I mean, been, Anderson's putting in Gafford with Cheney a lot, too. So, you know, one of them, I mean, Cheney's a big old boy, you know, strong. If you start to run into him, Gafford's coming with, you know, six to 11, seven foot, you know. Our wingspan just cut it out, man. Yeah, I've noticed that. And I think that you see that when they start double teaming uh, Gafford. That's when you start seeing slide Cheney in there. Like, all right, you want to double team our big guy? We'll put our other big guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they can kind of pass to one another, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. they both like dunking, which I like to see a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. Yeah, all around, excellent. Excellent play by the, the Arkansas basketball team. Excellent coaching by Mike Anderson, getting them ready for, like, these high-altitude teams, getting them ready for everything we've got, everything we've played, even Texas. We were ready for Texas. You know, we could have played a little better. We could have won that game. There were some things that we did that was our fault. I felt like we would have won it in regulation if we wouldn't have made a rookie mistake. But that's what young teams do. We're going to lose a couple close games this year probably because of rookie mistakes. And that's okay, but we don't want to lose the games we shouldn't. Be losing, yeah, you know exactly. And, and I'm not saying we should have lost to Texas, but it's not in like an embarrassing loss or something. It's not like we got, you know, it's not like we lost. Oh, not at all. State or something. I, I think that too. I mean, that seems like just a, like very little experience. That Kerwin Roach got it, came off suspension. You know, those guys that were more sophomores and juniors and us, a lot of freshmen, just like that little bit more experience in the first game. You know, just play that much of a difference. But I still think if we play every day, I, we, I think we just definitely beat them. But we'd like to have it back. But I think even, I guess it's kind of good to be mad in the sports that, oh, man, we should have won it. You know, it's like, man, it's blown out. It's just like, man, we had them, you know. We're better than that. I like to have that attitude better than, you know. Yeah, yeah no, I know. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, do we 
have any more that we need to cover? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I'm excited on one more game until next month, yes, but uh, five more games before SEC play. So, yeah, so, yeah, um, and, uh, that's, uh, that's it. We're going to be there. Fixing to be SEC play. Fixing to be, uh, fixing to be doing what we're doing. So, well, I guess we need to address the, uh, football team for a few minutes. Now that we got the, uh, the winning out of the way, which was exciting. That was fun. So, anyway, um, we had, uh, Bryant, who uh, went to Missouri, which is just, uh, I don't understand it. Seems kind of dumb to me. Seems like if you could go to, you know, um, play for Malzahn after that quarterback went to the, you know, NFL draft with all the weapons they had at wide receiver, like you would have a chance to win a national mm-hmm. championship over at Auburn. I understand not coming to Arkansas because uh, we didn't win any games. And it looked horrible, and the offensive line looked horrible, and you know it's really hard to recruit a quarterback who's only going to get one year of play who obviously wants to compete for some type of a championship, or he wouldn't even be trying to come to SEC schools. You know, he could just go to a, you know a Pac-12 school that throws the ball a lot, and he just wanted to show off for the NFL scout. You know, if that was his goal. That's what he would do. So he's coming to FBC school. His goal is to try to win championship at a team somewhere. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was, yeah, I was really surprised when was very, I thought, especially the early in the day when it was that Auburn quarterback did him declare for the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that, that, well, that definitely shows it. I mean, I know what Malzahn did when he had uh, uh, it's his first year at Auburn, I guess he had the uh, – Maybe Nick Marshall a dual threat, kind of like Kelly Bryant, mm-hmm. took him to the championship game. And everybody's mm-hmm. been having just like drop back quarterbacks. They've been only winning seven, eight, you know, nine, and not not taking that mm-hmm. extra step. So I was like, man, that's just the perfect fit, you know. Even though they had a whole, just okay year, they still got a bunch of talented guys on offense. So you're saying the receivers, you know, their line has plenty of depth, probably. So that was, mm-hmm. that was crazy for him to Missouri and with that other uh, Jonathan Nance who he. Somebody told me we kind of ripped too hard, you know, when we left the program. And I'm glad we did. <laughs> I'm glad we did take it to him on this podcast. And look at him yeah. now at Missouri. I get to the view. couldn't get open. Yeah. yeah. So How about that? Not being able to get open. I like uh, one of our uh, our wide receiver, Mike Woods, who's one of my really, you know, true freshmen this year, but looks like he had a lot of promise. He, like, he tweeted out something like, oh, I'm playing safety that game. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I think uh, it was uh, 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 our, our running back uh, who, who tweeted out and said that, uh, you know, we got to work with what we got. I mean, this thing to, to win it, you know. Um, and that's. And that's what that's what it's all about, right there. Is that type of uh, that type of mentality of uh, you know they're, they're there as win and so on and so forth. So yeah, really weird decision. Don't understand why he would go there. Uh, my guess is that he does not feel like he is a running quarterback. He feels like he's a drop back passer. Uh, Missouri has kind of been known for their you know drop back passing game. 
um, recently, and I think he, that that probably you know what sold him on that. And I could be wrong about that, but what do you think? You think you think oh, he man. feels like he's a drop back passer more than a than a running quarterback? So he wanted to stay away from Malzahn because you know Malzahn's going to run. He runs everybody. He runs the quarterback. He's liable to just have the tight end go back there and take the ball and run. Oh, he just loves running the ball. He would have been running Cole Kelly 20 times a game if he would have been in Auburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I'm really, I haven't heard, man, but I think you hit it right on the button. Yeah, they, they're like to throw it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Locke wasn't really running, wasn't running the ball very much. Couldn't have quarterback sneaks, short little runs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Malzon was definitely going to put them on the ground a lot. And, uh, and, uh, Morris the same way. So I think you hit it right on the head. If I were, mm-hmm. I don't tell you, you were right about him more so he can he can play the NFL more NFL style. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think you know, I think that's exactly what he's looking for, and that's exactly why he's going there. And I hope that's a recipe for failure. Um, I hope he refuses to run out of the pocket. And I hope he gets creamed and smashed up there. We talked about their offensive line, and they should be losing a lot of offensive linemen up there because they have a lot of seniors mm-hmm. on that team. So that means he's going to be behind a young offensive line. I don't think he's thought that out. Why would you go to school where you're going to be behind a young offensive line when you could have went over to Auburn and you could have been behind a more senior offensive line? Okay. I tell you what, yeah, I'm rooting for Brian Nelson not having a very good year next year. I kind of, I've kind of been having a couple of those players, you know, and uh, kind of makes me dislike them. We got to beat them every next year as well. Mm-hmm. I know that's one right now for us to get to a bowl game. We got to, we got to take them to it down there. The crowd was great in the rain, Little Rock. I bet it'll continue mm-hmm. doing that day after Thanksgiving this year, changing it up for a little rock game for Bill Shoes. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So uh kind of fires me up for that game even more. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can win some games by then. It's not like a <laughs> disaster. I know, man. Really and I mean, here, here's another theory. Let's just throw a theory out there while we're, while we're you know, we don't really have football season going, so we just talk nonsense about ball, right? Uh-huh. Here's another theory. This is something that crossed my mind. I thought, what if Coach Morris didn't really want to win a whole bunch of games? Like, he didn't want to win a whole bunch of games the first year at FMU, is it? And that's why he only had a couple wins. Because then he can turn around the next year and win maybe five games. Maybe even six, go to a ball game. You know, that's job security. Now it's, oh, look at how great he is. Look at how much he turned around this team, you know. Uh-huh. And then uh, it went a few more games the year after that. Oh, look what he can do with his guys now, you know. Now you got that. Now you got Pola. He did better the next year with the culture in. And now look what he's doing with his guys. He, he got eight wins, you know. And uh, it makes you look like you're some sort of a, a guru or a genius because you're you know, ends up. Uh, year after year after year. So, I mean, that could be his strategy. That could be, you know, I mean, I hate to say that somebody lost games on purpose, right? But there was a player, and I'm not going to mention his name or anything because, uh, I don't know, it's just, I just don't thought it's the right thing to do, whatever. But there was a player that came out and said that this team was definitely better than a two-win team. They said that uh, this team uh, had a issue uh, with the head coach and um, his system and the way he's doing things. And and basically, the insinuation in the tweet was that the head coach, or Coach Morris, I'm not the head coach, Coach Morris 
wouldn't tie Taylor the offense to the team he had. He tried to tailor the players to his offense, and it wound up being like, you know, trying to fit a round peg in a square hole, something you can't do according to this this player. And that would lend back to my theory of, you know, I'm going to do it my way 100% of the time. No matter what, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep doing it like that. And, uh, you know, I really don't care if I win in a whole bunch of games this first year. As long as I win a few more the next year, a few more <laughs> the year after that, everything's going to be okay. It's really okay if I lose a few games that first year. Oh, yeah. Setting that kind of expectation low only works out for him. You know, hey, if he wins four, you know, five games, like you said, it's like, wow, that's a hundred percent. You know, that's a he increased uh, the win total, doubled it. You know, wow, what's he gonna do next year? Go from four to eight? Wow, mm-hmm. you know. Then we win eight that third year. It's like, oh man, well next year ten, then we probably then probably just stay in eight or seven or something, not take yeah, that drop back down to six. <laughs> and just go, boy, that eight and four years or something else. So. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the Beatles thing all over again. You know, first year win three, next year win six, next year win uh, eight, and then drop down to then we blow two to on win seven and four. So I get that peak of eight games. <laughs> uh, hopefully I'm wrong. I'm more more days go by. Like oh maybe a new team. This will be a new team next year. You know, mm-hmm. that's just a home run. I can't help it. Man. I just saw that two weeks ago we we were getting beat. You know, last two games by 100 combined, but now I'm like, oh, you know, I think when we go to the bullpen next year. Well, I mean, we should. We should. We should. And we should have wicked one this year. And, yeah. we, and the players came out and basically tweeted that we should win the ball game this year. And the coach didn't facilitate that by forcing them to play a style of football that they knew wasn't going to work. Kind of backs that argument up. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And what did Coach Moore say? All year. Oh, we're going to do it this way. This is the way we're going to do it. We're going to keep doing it this way. Uh, I'm not going to make any changes. I mean, we critiqued him for saying it several times, did we not? Oh, yeah, for sure. So it really backs up this whole argument of, you know, he didn't care if he won a whole bunch of games. Um, That, you know, a couple wins were, or a couple losses were, uh, you know, okay or whatever. I mean, it wasn't a couple. It was a lot, you know. So, yeah, anyway. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of getting off side <laughs> there. But we don't have a whole lot to talk about as far as football goes this week, and that's really about it. Um, we lost uh, We lost uh, uh, one more player, I believe. It was uh, – let's see here. Um, oh, uh Kevin Callaway, uh, sophomore cornerback, is going to be transferring out. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of guys transfer out, and hopefully that's a good thing. Hopefully that's going to clear the way for the people we need to run uh, Morris' style of ball. Uh, let's see, he's, uh, you know, uh, he's 5'10", guy, 190 pounds. Decided uh, personal reasons uh, for later, so. You know, I'm guessing that's probably because he didn't get along with, you know, Morse. I mean, that's usually whenever somebody's like, oh, personal reasons or whatever. That's usually yeah, he is. Uh, he didn't even play this year. It was a weird situation. So I, I saw that just released. I was like, oh, I thought we kind of already knew that. And he 
he's like, well, he's pinned off from the team for personal reasons. You know, he's yeah. a, played last year for star cornerback just like Bain. But he's him for the best player. So, yeah. He's glad to see. Somebody doesn't want to be here. That's fine. Yeah, go. If you don't want to be on the team, just go on. Go somewhere else. And let us do what we got to do to get this thing going again. You know? Exactly. The only players that really are buying in and believe that, you know, we can stick at this. I mean, it's kind of just taking a chance. I mean, with Morris, he's, Morris is going to be stubborn. So it's either, <laughs> it's either his way or uh, we'll have a new coach in a couple of years. It's pretty much like that, you know. It's his way. He ain't going to change. Yeah. Know. So it's hope the ride hope the ride ends up, you know, was being successful and boy was that a great hire. Yeah, I agree. I mean I, I hope he, I hope it turns yeah, out. Yeah, he seems like a real good guy. Well I hope we go to a bowl game next year. You know? Uh-huh. Hey, maybe it was that, that thing we were talking about. Maybe it was that, you know, I'm gonna lose these games and then next year I'll do a little bit better. You know that being a strategy is not what people want to hear as far as fans, right? Oh, yeah. But from a football coaching perspective, as a football coach, that is a very, very uh, unstable profession. And if I can figure out a way to keep myself around the program for two more years by just going in that first year, not doing so well, because mm-hmm. I didn't have players to run my system, um, then, you know, that's a win for the coach, even though it's a loss for the team. Does that make sense? Um, I mean, who knows? What, what, what he's telling these, I mean, how's he getting these recruits? Man? He's telling these guys, like, you know, hey, we're not, you know, we're, we're not winning these games, and, and here's why, and uh, if you come here, we can win. You know, and then that could be part of the strategy to, to up the recruiting class. There's a whole lot of things that could be going on that we don't know about that We'll never really know the true answer to. It'll always be speculation. Uh, so, you know, it oh, yeah. is, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, that's all the football news. That I, have. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I was able to drum up something there. Like, wow, good job. Fourteen minutes of football. <laughs> football completely over. Uh, uh, well, we got hockey wise. Well, I don't think. Yeah, they don't. They're kind of off on a break till. After the holidays, that's till January, and they never answered my question. I asked them, uh, you know, reached out to them on Twitter, I think, the team to see where they played in Little Rock. They didn't get back to me, so I don't know where they're playing at. I oh, still don't know. So, so, it seemed like you would get back to the only media outlet on your games and so on and so forth. That has, you know, especially coming on and talking about you. You know, I mean, I wouldn't. It was me, you know. I want yeah, to think spread my uh, my news out there, to everybody. So maybe they maybe they just don't volunteer or something. Yeah, I mean that's good. I'm not the eyes open, you know. They get back to them. We do support them and all it. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not supporting them. No, no, no. I'm just thinking, just from a logical perspective, from a marketing perspective, you know, that's something that. People need to know one where it's going to be at, and two, when somebody asks, it's going to send that out to you know a few hundred people. It'd be good to let them know, you know. Oh man, we're gaining listeners, gaining followers every by the week, so we're mm-hmm. we're growing entity ourselves. So 
You know, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing is that since basketball season's coming around, we've gotten a few more followers than you, and, you know, honestly, a few more than we were grabbing during the football season, I guess, because we're winning, you know, and we're talking yeah. about basketball, and people want to hear it. So uh, they're starting to jump on board even more now. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, as I was say, I mean, I, I understand that. You know, you don't want to uh, – like I read less of the try to because the sports section is a lot better in the newspaper, you know, or listen to things like us. It's a lot better when you're winning, you know. Sometimes oh, yeah. you kind of just sometimes you do want to hear people that feel just as bad as you after a football loss, but yeah, yeah. Lots of we're in it though. Like oh man, I'll, everything sounds better, you know. See what they're saying about the success, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I feel like you know, like, like I said, you know, our numbers have just been growing. Um, and we're continuing to grow, which is amazing. So just got to say thank you to all the fans out there that are listening. I know I'm always saying that, I guess, but, man, I'm just really appreciative of them. Uh, it kind of just blows me away that so many people want to hear what I have to ramble on about. Oh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, that's why I keep going with it, too. Absolutely. So I guess we should uh, talk about something that's not – I get University of Arkansas related because I keep being sports related stuff in this last segment that's not supposed to be sports related. I'm going to do I it think it's not. I think it's not razor related. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we'll start saying. Not Razorback related. So uh, I'm going to go with UCF right now, and I'm going to go with Boise State getting out there and, and uh, talking about how they're supporting LSU and UCF shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be playing in the national championship game and uh, expressing their uh, basically hatred of UCF. It's amazing how, and this is this is how it does, is how social media has allowed these UCF haters to just multiply all over the place. And it's like almost the entire nation of, of these people that just hate UCF for no reason, and I got in this argument with these guys that are uh, University of South Florida fans, and I think that's the issue with these guys. And I, I said to them, you know, I saw they were like, UCF hadn't played anybody, or they said, this is what they said on the thing, it was like the first thing they said was, fact, UCF has gone two years undefeated and won, you know, 25 straight. Uh, fact, UCF has won two, uh, championships, uh, district, or not district, but, uh, conference championships. And then the last one was fact, UCF does not deserve to play in a bowl game. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I'm going to check the comments out on this because it was a friend of mine who is actually a, uh, he, he's one of the, uh, announcers for the Rays over there. So he has a lot of sports people and stuff that comment on him, a lot of sports writers and so on and so forth that he works with that comments on his stuff. So I went to look at the comments on there, and there's this snarky comment about, ha, 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 UCF hasn't played anybody, so on and so forth. And these other guys like, yeah, yeah, they haven't played anybody at all. I comment back on there. I said, look, I said, uh, Ha ha ha! Yeah, you're right. UCF hasn't played anybody except for uh, Auburn, who was the SEC champion that year, and they beat them. And then they come back on. You know, they come back and say they go, 
oh, they played Auburn this year. Can you tell me the, the score of that? And I was like, well, yeah, technically they played Auburn this year. It was, you know, 2019, but it was last season. You know, I gave them a link to the score. So I thought, man, these guys must be, you know, retarded or something. Yeah. Having to be commenting on this and saying that. And then they're like, well, who they beat this year? Now all of a sudden they're like, oh, that doesn't count anymore because it was last year. And I was, so I said to him, I said, look, I said, I said, you know, the original post said they have won for two years in a row. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that two year span. It's like, oh, we want to throw all that up when we don't even want to talk about that anymore. And somebody was like, yeah, every time uh, anybody brings up anything, it's like, oh, we beat Auburn, we beat Auburn, 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 Auburn. And I'm like, well, that's a big damn deal because you beat Auburn, who's the only thing that beat Alabama, who was the SEC championship that year. Like, that is a big deal. It's not like they beat LSU, who had lost four games, or they beat Ole Miss or something. You know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. not like they, they they beat a middle of the road SEC program. They beat one of the better tier SEC teams, and so you know, basically, I was like, well, you know, it's, it's stupid that you're not you know thinking about that anymore, or whatever. And so, after that argument, you know, and them saying, oh, we can only look at this year and so on and so forth, uh, I'm just like. So, basically, these guys will just change up what they're saying to fit their narrative for how they're talking about it, you know, at the time. So, you start off talking about what they've done the past two years. Then, when you bring up how something justifies them being the championship game, well, we need to take that off the table, just look at this year now, which, you know, I guess it's fair if you look at just this year, they don't deserve it. In national championship hunt. I would say last year they probably didn't deserve to be a national championship hunt. But after beating Auburn and then going undefeated again, with a new coaching staff, everything they've done, quarterback with his legs snapped in half, you know, the way that's happened, um, you got to give these kids a shot. You know, you got to give them an opportunity to play in a championship after all of that. And then to slap them in the face and not even let them play Georgia. You send them down to play LSU, and that's that's really basically just saying that you're not worthy to even play a, a, a top tier team, even though you're not in the playoffs. They should be at least playing the best team that's not in the playoffs. Just in my opinion, if they're not going to be in the playoffs, and that would be definitely Georgia. And if Georgia slaps them, fine. You don't have. To you know, that's fine. We, we, everybody's learned their lesson, I guess, or whatever. But at least they had an opportunity to try to prove themselves. You know, what's going to happen is they beat LSU, if they beat LSU, and go undefeated again. What's going to happen? Is everybody going to be like, oh, well, LSU wasn't that good. You know, they had these losses and so on and so forth. Well, they would have played Georgia if you'd let them, but you didn't let them. And then the other thing that was annoying was when I brought up the uh, Auburn thing and told them about that, they said, well, Auburn didn't really prepare for that game. They didn't really want to be there. They wanted to be in the national championship hunt. So they just went out there and just went through the motions in that game. Everybody knows that there can be the bowl games, blah, 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 where it doesn't count. So bowl games don't count a lot of times like that. And I'm like, all right, how are you excluding bowl games? How are you excluding championships? How are you excluding prior years? Why are you excluding all this stuff because it doesn't fit your narrative? Basically, to me, they sound like 
morons because they can't make a conducive argument as to why they should be left out because when they bring up a point and you say, well, that point doesn't make sense because of this, then they just want to say, oh, well, we can't, we're not, we can't. Tell you what, man. I was at the University of Arkansas for four years. Man, I don't care what bowl game it was. We prepared for every single one of those games like it was a Super Bowl, and every single team does. Because, one, the extra practice is great for the team. Two, you want to win. You want to win every single game that you can win. And you're not going to tell me that Auburn didn't really want to win that UCF game. All right, so what say you about this? <laughs>
So you don't really know how good they are. They're not even in a conference, no conference game, just sitting there at home while everybody else is playing a conference game, probably having a practice on uh, championship week. That's going to be it. Yeah. I mean, they should get penalized for that. They should be number five. Yeah, I agree. They haven't played anybody more, so they're not their schedule's not any tougher than UCF, but haven't really examined that too much, but they're undefeated, so mm-hmm. they just put them in and UCF in. Whatever. But it's just kinda of what what's really frustrating. I mean that's like two years in a row going up undefeated. Kinda of what's really frustrating for UCF and anybody uh like I mean what I mean, why even why are they even playing in division one if they don't have a chance for the title? This is the only only mm-hmm. like any other football, like uh, uh, all of the college football, they all play the you know longer playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, they're really determined to win. It usually works out one of the top seeds. You know, a lot of times they win because they're a better team. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. It's kind of strange how they got set up. Yeah, and that's true. And you know, there's only there, there's a lot of arguments out there. There's only one legitimate argument where they're like, oh, well, if they play more games, the more players can get hurt, and so on and so forth. That's really the only legitimate argument. Is like adding yeah. a couple more games could hurt some players, and so on and so forth. Like you said, the other divisions do it, and you don't see them. You know, you don't see too many people getting you know injured there. So you know, I agree. We should definitely. Um, we should definitely do that. And I'm going to tell you what, if you're an Arkansas fan and you're listening to this podcast right now and you're hating on UCF, then you're wrong. Because technically, if you go by the standards that all the UCF haters are going by, we don't have a national championship. Because even though we went undefeated, uh, Alabama was given the national championship that year by all of the uh, – media except for one media who gave Arkansas the national championship at 64 and then we claimed it and that's the reason that we have our national championship period point blank UCF was the only undefeated team every single other uh, media outlet gave the national championship to Alabama except for one who gave it to UCF. And that's why UCF claims a national championship because one media outlet crowned them as the national champions. Just like when one media outlet said Arkansas is national champions, we claimed it. So if you are not supporting UCF, you're not supporting the Hawks. Oh, that's uh, definitely true, uh, especially uh, – then they really acted like they didn't count that bowl game where we beat Nebraska, you know, to beat winning, and then uh, Alabama lost to Texas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That really made us the national champions, but kind of the same way as, like, well, you know, if it's like also we said people that say that Auburn game, bowl game didn't count. And all bowl games don't count unless you want them to count in your mind, you know. <laughs> it's the narrative, like, you know what I mean? If they like, okay, they were better. Why did they even play? Why did they just yeah, that's stupid. Ball games are the pinnacle of the of the of the season. Period. They are the pinnacle of the season. They are what everybody tunes in to watch. Now all of a sudden ball games don't count when, you know, two years ago before, you know, this whole debacle with UCF, everybody was saying, you know, oh, well, we can't mess with the bowl games. We can't get rid of the, you know, in, uh, the the uh, the the BCS structure. That's going to mess the bowl games up. And the bowl games are what really matter. And that's what people tune in for to see the bowl games and see who's going to win. Those are the 
pinnacle of the of the sport. And now all of a sudden bowl games don't count. Makes your dang mind up. Oh yeah, and I that's, I like bowl games, man. I'm gonna watch a lot most every one of them when I'm when I'm able to, you know. I mean it's time mm-hmm. of the year too, man, relax. It's always been I mean They're always was, the best games. They're always the hardest fought games. Sometimes you have upsets and sometimes you don't. And that's there's, just football. And there's neutral and there's neutral sides, you know, so it's not like, you know, it's like I was the home field advantage of playing at somewhere where well, you didn't really know. You know what I mean? Like when they're saying, you know, like like oh Georgia even with two losses it should have been in. Like, oh, that was a road game at LSU, so I like the bowl games. Anybody that says, better not say there's too many bowl games, because I'll watch every day. Even no matter if it's, you know, Nevada, UAB, Ohio, BYU, whoever, you know. Well, I agree. So, let me ask you this. Do you feel like the committee got it right, that we got the best four teams in football plays in the championship. Not who deserves to be there. The best four teams. I don't know. I mean, that's hard to... I mean, I definitely got it right with Alabama Clemson, but after that, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to know. You know, I I think it would have sounded better with the only four of the teams to be in there. Mm-hmm. kind of a lot of those boys Notre Dame schedule. That sucks. I mean, we're even with that team. Yeah. You know? No, I, I think <laughs> Alabama... I think Clemson, I think Oklahoma, you got that right. Yeah. I think Georgia definitely deserves to be there over Notre Dame. If you're putting the best teams in. Yeah, right. If you're putting the teams in that deserve to be in there, I think UCS deserves to be in there over Georgia. Because Georgia got slapped twice. (laughs) You know? So, for me, that's who goes in. It's Alabama. Uh, Oklahoma, UCS, and Clemson. Yeah, and I think they need to start thinking about the order of them. You know, is it just because oh we don't want uh, UCS to play Alabama because there wouldn't be a chance there? Well, okay, why don't UCS play uh, like even even this year if you left just all the undefeated teams? Why not just part uh, UCS up with uh, Notre Dame then, and we'll take. Uh, uh, Alabama and, and uh, Oklahoma first. Yeah. It doesn't matter what order it goes, man. If you're, you know, you're playing the best, is going to win. You're not playing to be third or whatever. No. You're playing to or have a consolation game for third. You're playing to be number one. So you should be able to beat anybody. Anybody in the country that's thrown at you. That should be the whole point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think UPS could beat Alabama. I don't think they could. But I think they should have a shot. But they can beat Alabama, though. I think they're going to go in there with the backup quarterback, you know, after having a hard time against Memphis and then beat, you know, Alabama. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But they should have an opportunity to play Alabama and beat them because you never know what might happen. What if What if they just – what if they have a great game like Ole Miss did, what, two years ago? And beat them, you know. I mean, look at us. Look how hard we played Alabama this year. You know? Oh, yeah. I never know. So. I would have liked to see them give the chance. I mean, what if UCS just uh, uh, thrashes LSU, and LSU's the team that beat Georgia by 30, and Georgia's obviously the team that has Alabama on the ropes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, that, what would that say? So it's, it's a big 
big game again for UCF, but I know they just don't know what else more they can do. Cause, and everybody can say, well, schedule harder. Who's going to play him? It's a lose-lose situation for anybody else. How are they, mm-hmm. and the football schedules are made three, four longer years in advance. You know, they can't exactly just call it up like kind of the – I know basketball and baseball, they pretty much schedule just kind of a, you know, half a year, year in advance. Yeah, and the harder. You kind of know who to play. So somebody like they might be able to get some matchups with, uh, you know, some power five conference or more power five conference. Yeah, I agree. But who wants to play a team that's like everybody? No, I mean, nobody wants to play that team. It's going to be super hard to get that lined up. Oh, yeah. I guess you might get Alabama lined up or something like that, you know. But well, they have nothing to win that Alabama has. I mean, Alabama could do it. But, you know, other teams like uh, even like if LSU was scheduled, they don't have anything. I mean, they beat them. It's like, well, you just beat UCF, but UCF will be able to. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have anything. So it's kind of Yeah, but UCF ain't going to be this good for the long haul. No. This is a, you know, this is a special group of players that are yeah. doing some amazing things right now. And it's honestly the players. I mean, look, they just changed coaching staff totally. You know, they got great players in there. And I'm not trying to diminish anybody, but you just got to think, like, it's these players that are doing something special with all the changes, everything that's happened. And they're going to graduate. They're going to leave. And then what's going to happen? You know, what if they just got that lottery pick and they just got those players right now that are the best in the nation? We just won't know that if we don't give them the opportunity to show it, you know. And next year, might not have that many players. They might not win this many games, you know. And they're being penalized for, or really, I don't know what's being penalized for. They're being penalized for, you know, being in the wrong conference is what being yeah, penalized for. They're being penalized for having the wrong name as a school. And uh, not being a school that's been a traditionally great football program. Because you can't say they don't have a good schedule. I feel like you got to keep that ball game where they don't. Again, if you hold them out last year and you haven't played Auburn, that's fine. It makes sense. Let's low, let them go in there and learn their lesson against Auburn. Ha, ha, he, he. You know, Auburn's going to tear them up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's... That's what's supposed to happen, and then that's not what happens. Now you got to start thinking, oh, my goodness, they got a good program. You know, you don't go, okay, well, we can only look at this year and what what happens this year. Like, a lot of the players that were there this year were there last year. So, in college football, you don't look at individual years. You look at grouped years. You look at dynasties. You know, we're going to start saying – Oh, well, dynasties don't count now. Well, Alabama's not that good. They just had a good year that one year. First time they had a bad year, oh, they're not good. That's not going to happen, you know? Well, you take, so, the, you take the name off Notre Dame and replace them with some, you know, replace it with uh, Memphis or South Florida playing that exact same schedule, that same scores, everything. How would, they, how would they look upon it? Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I say shame on you, Paul Committee. <laughs> I do. Shame on you, Paul Committee, for not giving them a chance. Uh, I, I agree. Shame on you to everybody out there that's hating on them. You know, <laughs> well, 
why why in the world would you be upset at uh, uh, David that beat a Goliath, which is what exactly what's going on? Mm-hmm. You're upset because they're having success and your team's not, and that's not okay. It's not okay to be upset at them about that. I mean, that's the only reason people could be this upset about UCF. I mean, what they going to say? Oh, what's because they claimed a national championship? No, the media claimed one. They ran with it, just like happened with us. And that, you know, if the media crowns you, the media crowns you. You know, that's just how it goes. You know, and like, were they the only defeated team? Yeah, they were the only undefeated team. So. You know, and I guess you say, well, they didn't play in the national championship game, this, that, and others. And that's true, but they didn't have opportunity to. So how do you fault them for something that they have no opportunity, they have not, they have no way to change, you know? So, you know, I don't know. I I mean, I'm not a fan of them. I'm just, I just live down here. I'm just around a bunch of people that really <laughs> hate them. And... <laughs> Yeah, I'm really not a fan. I really am not. I think the first game I watched was that Memphis game, and I was like, yep, they're going to lose this. I turned it. You know, I've never seen uh, Arkansas <laughs> football game. Even when they're just getting shellacked, I watch it all the way through. <laughs> and then I rewatch it to tell everybody about it on the podcast. So, yeah, there's no way I'm rewatching even a winning game for one of them, you know. Yeah. I'm not even going to go back and be like, oh, I want to see how they came back. Like, that's how not much of a fan I am. I really do not care about that program <laughs> whatsoever. But it's just unfair to them. I do, I do feel like they're getting screwed. Yeah. And I think it's important for Arkansas fans to do that because I can see that happening to us. Oh, I can exactly. see Arkansas playing and then being like, oh, well, look at that cupcake schedule that I played. Because that's what everybody was saying this year. We played a cupcake schedule this year. So would, the, would they think if we, you know, one in every game would people say, oh, well, they deserve a shot at a championship? Or would they be like, well, you know, the one lost Alabama team really deserves a national championship over Arkansas, so we're going to put them at five. Yeah. And we're going to put Alabama in there at four. That's exactly what would happen. Even though Alabama plays the same crappy teams for warm-up games like every other SEC team does. Yeah, they really do. So, like, when you're when you're thinking about these things, don't just think about it in the perspective of the other school. Think about it in the perspective of your your program. You know, if you're a Alabama or an LSU or an Auburn or a Clemson or Ohio State, you know, then or Notre Dame or UCF, then it makes sense for you to like, yeah, they don't deserve it because that's how you keep your power. Yeah. But anybody else, you're scrapping to try to get in there. You know. Oh, yeah. Through that. Well, I guess I'm off of that high horse anyway. Well, I'll have to tell. Time for the next game, man. Let's play for basketball. Man, how about basketball? So, uh, yeah, the next thing we're going to be reporting on is that Western Kentucky game and then – and then after that, I guess it's going to be this uh, UTSA game, huh? Yeah, well, I'll play since we just got one week. I'll say, uh, not even, I don't know, I need to, uh, if anybody's got the bowl picks, send them to me. I think uh, I was thinking about maybe me and Chad should pick them on air and do some bowl picks. 
next oh, podcast man. is kind of run over cool. some games and kind of do a little challenge. So if anybody listening wants to uh, know the picks our way, we'll read them on air and uh, compare a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody wants to send out those ball picks, give them over to us. Let's read them on air. We should throw that out on Twitter and ask again, you know, if anybody wants to throw their ball picks. Uh, well, I wonder, uh, would it be hard to – too many people do one of those pick them or deals. I probably could do one on uh, ESPN or something. Uh, yeah? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I think another, you know, week and about eight or nine days till the first bowl, so we got time, so everybody kind of definitely wanted to do that. would be cool. All call bowl pick. All call bowl pick. Absolutely. I know we can just like, throw a Twitter poll up and ask, like, who all's interested in it or something like that. Or and, also, uh, do it or... and also, everybody kind of Let's uh, be kind of prepared next year. I'd like to do a uh, I'll call uh, podcast college fantasy football league. They're doing that now in Yahoo. Uh, I kind of did a test run of it this year, playing and won the public league. So that's really fun. So any listeners of them, congratulations! Fun. Fantasy win, man. Yeah, but well, I think college. I kind of want to play. I like playing college now because I mean, I'll still do the NFL, but I watch a lot more college. So it's easier to like. I actually know those players because I can watch the. <laughs> You can watch any game now on TV. The college, NFL, you kind of stuck with local, you know. Yeah, and that's like with me this year, you know, working on this doctorate that I'm working on, uh, I was going to watch all the college games, but I yeah. had a choice on, like, am I going to watch college or NFL? So my fantasy year obviously has been horrible Yeah. Uh, in both my leagues because I just had to make the choice. Like, I'm going to watch the college football games, oh, sure. not the – NFL games, and if I got to make that choice, that's the choice I'm making. Not that I don't like NFL, I'm not an NFL hater or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, I'm a fan. I'm a Bucks fan, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and I enjoy watching uh, the NFL games. But they're not like college games, and I'm definitely going to pick a college game over an NFL game every day. College is my favorite. NFL is my secondary. Oh yes, two days of straight football stuff when you got other things kind of going on, and ain't as easy as college when you just watch. It back-to-back all days, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out, but uh, definitely college over, but yeah, I'm excited, got things in the works. Super excited. Well, I guess on that note, I'd say, woo pig Go Hogs. Back to the Hog Call Podcast.